and welcome to the Weekly Scroll Podcast brought to you by the Adventure Archive. My name is Ryan. And I'm a bejeweled spider in her stone web. Beautiful. Wonderful. Uh, really? With yeah. us today, we got a, a, a couple of special guests here. We got John Davis and Matt Morris. How are you guys doing today? Hello. Doing, doing well. Doing well. Yeah. So, uh... So what? So who? So who the heck are you guys? Who the fuck like, are what? you guys? Yeah. Why? Uh, what? What brings you to to our show today? Oh, I'm I'm some nobody. Um, but <laughs> I I guess I guess if there's folks out there who know me, they probably know me from uh, In the Light of a Setting Sun, Wild Blue Yonder, or Helm in particular. Yeah, and I'm just some dude who stumbled across cool old school games. Five E was all I'd ever done. And I played a lot with little mice and mouse ritter. And uh, then I stumbled across bastards and the rest is history. As we all do. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so talking about some of this. So today, today the plan is to eventually, once our ADHD allows us maybe. to get there, maybe talk about the bastardized classics. Um, prior to that though, you know, John, you're old news. We've had you on the show a couple of times. Uh, you know, once you kill us, you know, uh, you're 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 officially a part of the show. Um, but uh, Matt, as you said before, uh, you you were a big mouse ritter guy for for a long time. You just kind of hit the ground running with that too. I think right before stream, you said you had like forty supplements written for mouse ritter. Yeah, it was. Uh... It was a funny, funny season. I was making proxies for um, Magic the Gathering. Then COVID hit. And so my D&D group moved to online. And I was like, oh, I'm going to see if there's a community of stuff online. Stumbled across the OSR, then stumbled across everything else all in uh, early 2020. Found Mouse Ritter. Uh, and he here's the honest story. I thought Mouse Ritter was cute, but it wasn't 5e. And that was all I knew. Um, so I put it on the pdf file on my computer and then one afternoon i was watching i've got birds out in my backyard and there was this little field mouse running around and a scrub jay dive bomb the field mouse threw it up in the air and then proceeded to kill it it was horrific and i was like wait there's a game where you could be an adventure <laughs> like and i was like i was like i know i have a game so i, I searched like mouse on my computer and because mouse reader is written in german it didn't find it and i was like where is this game uh and then i found it and i was like i need birds in mouse reader so i created a supplement in like september of 2020 and that started a very um uh, an addiction that is still very strong nice yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and that actually led to not only like I so I burn pile the year hey, one. Yes. There right we there. go. Um but also uh we have uh Lilliputian. Yeah, Lilliputian. That's Putian, uh, there we go. Yeah, uh what is it? Gulliver's travel. He travels to the island of Lilliput where everyone's like six inches tall. And uh Isaac Williams who wrote Mouse Ritter has a little table, like a random table in the front where it's like, you stumble across the Lilliputian Explorer. And I was like, yes. And I want to play Cairn, but I want him to be as tall as mice. So I'm going to make Mouse Ritter Cairn together, but it's going to be sailing. And that's Lilliputian. Hell yeah. So I'm using, I'm using a bunch of like Cairn uh, supplements and I'm like, scale everything one to one, six inches is six feet. Boom. And now you can run Cairn with Mouse Ritter. There we go. It's crazy um, actually, when you use it to the odd. Well, yeah, well, you, you got enough stuff on the back here. You got you got Karen, you got Mouse Hitter, you got Mark of the Odd, you got Exalt. It's, it's, it's all stacked here. Because actually, the first thing I had from you was actually this, was Kergs and, uh, and Kronogs, which is a Karen supplement. Oh, yeah. I've got the one printed on gold paper. Um, oh, LFO. shit. Well, yeah, this is, this is my cool one. But that, that, well, because I mean, anyone that touches this knows it's that sweet LFOSR paper from Leo there, number one and number two. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, what I guess what pulls you to pull uh, Mouse Ritter and Cairn? Uh, honestly, when I went back and reread it, I was getting kind of bored of 5e, um, 
and old school essentials seemed yeah i know right old, <laughs> old school essentials is what i wanted to run but i came to rpgs in like 2016 was when i first rolled the dice uh and so i had no history of old school so it was just stacko and all that stuff was a little too much uh and then i thought mouse reader was so streamlined found out it was based on into the odd and i'm kind of one of those uh i think i'm a completionist so i was like anything that's based on into the odd i'm gonna get it i'm gonna run it i got a whole i think they're on yeah that side a bunch of into the odd games um i even wrote a supplement that you can pretty much be doctor who jumping from into the odd game back and forth so you can be a mouse one day uh knave and karen the other day or a space fighting muppet yeah but i like it it's simple three stats and honestly i thought bastards was uh into the odd hack when i first saw it and i was like oh sweet i'm gonna add this to the collection and that was that that was really how i got into it nice yeah i mean i'm a, I'm a big uh into the odd fan so i uh I, I respect i respect the into the odd grind And uh, so, is not, you know, it's not an into the odd hack, but you know, there's some, there's some something there, you know. I I explained it to my group. I said it's it's crunchy cairn or old school essentials light. It's somewhere in that weird middle. Yeah, I like, totally. I like crunchy cairn with with a little with a little OSR twist on the top, or with a little um, OSC twist on the top. I think that's a good example of it. Um, or a good a good explanation from it, um, and then John, you know, we did I spell your name wrong too? I think I did. I didn't um, want to say it. You, you know, did. I'm a piece of shit. The H. The H. I looked <laughs> at it and H. I looked at it again, and I was like, no. Um, so obviously, you know, we're just joking. You're you're one of the the homies. Uh, huge um huge friend of the show. Uh, massive friend for of the those show. that. For those that haven't, for those that remember how to spell your name correctly, uh, the the cool people that have you on that know what they're doing, um, uh, and for those that haven't uh, watched the previous episodes, first of all, watch the episodes. Uh, we went over Helm, and Helm was an absolutely fantastic game. We played Helm, we got our asses fucking handed to us. Um, talk about some of your games a little bit, you know, because I do have I do have a stack here because uh, you know completionist. I don't know what you mean, Matt. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> right. Exactly. I had to literally hit John up and be like, "Hey, do you happen to have like one of these like super?" Rare? He's like, "Yeah, I got one for you." He didn't sign it for me, but like, you know, I got. Uh, but uh, just talk about um, uh, some of the stuff that you've done a little bit here between from Wild Blue Yonder to Setting Sun to, to Helm a little bit and um, and what eventually led you to uh, to Bastards and Bastardized Classics. Oh, well, uh, Bastards, I think, is just another step in like my journey through tabletop games. Like, I kind of just go where my fancy takes me. You know, that's, that's kind of how you live with ADHD, but, yeah. um, yeah, but, uh, I don't know, like in live setting sun was just my like attempt to fill a hole that I saw in the community that like I didn't see a good Western game, like in the tabletop space, uh, not like sort of this rules light sort of, uh, West certain games so that was my attempt at that and then wild blue yonder i have i live near appalachia i've been in appalachia all my life and like i just wanted a like strong setting for appalachia you know um for for OSE, like you know matt you mentioned OSE. i like i didn't grow up old school either but i don't know something about OSE just clicked with me um and then uh like uh helm no, I just like guys swinging swords around. That's that's really it. <laughs> like, like at the end of the day, fantasy for me is just uh, a dude wearing plate mail bashing you with a mace over the head. Like, and that's I'm I'm set. You know, so that's what's uh, I I I don't like to wax po poetically about like design or like intent or anything like that. So really, it's just what I have fun with and what I want to do with this space. 
Very cool. And I've, I've personally gone through, uh, you know, I've got, I've played a tower darkly. Um, I've played one of your, uh, bastards supplements and, uh, yeah, I would, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a big fan. So, um, <laughs> I'd love yeah. to hear how that ended up uh, too. By the way, uh, oh my, my players are sociopaths. That's how it ended up. They're sociopaths. Oh yeah, they're a bastards group. Yeah, they're a bastards group. They they hire the guy who was a non-combatant and then convince him to uh, you know punch the uh, the who's at the top the duke at the top of the tower to death, um, which permanently <laughs> yes, scarred absolutely. that guy, uh, and then they left him to die with a ghoul. So you know just. Typical, just typical bastard stuff, really. Yeah, it sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were covered. They were covered in cesspit gunk, and you know, were monsters. So, <laughs> awesome. said they Shawshanked it, right? They did. They Shawshank Redemption their way into uh, the tower. Uh, the tower. Nice. Um, yeah, classic, classic weirdos. Um, <laughs> yeah, I am. I am ready to, to ask about. Um, what we're going to end up asking about Ryan, do you have yeah. stuff? That you want? No, that's, that's, I, 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 that's, that's what I had. <laughs> I really wanted to just, you know, chat a little bit about the, what led us to this wonderful moment now. Yeah. You know? so, so go off King. The bastardized classics. Um, I, a collection of revisits to old school, like classic modules, um, made and updated for bastards, what led to this? Wes Bryan would say, what was the impetus to this? Like, I am super stoked on this project, obviously, and I've already gone through Vault of Doom or read through it. Um, but what, what, what led y'all here? Um, well, I think, I think Matt approached me first about a collab um, is where it began. And initially, I, I, knew it wanted, I, I knew that I wanted it to be for Bastards. I knew that much. Um, just cause I had been like steeped in bastards up to that point. I had, I think a tower darkly is like the first third party adventure for bastards. Like it's not the first third party thing written for bastards. I I think thrift answer has me with that. Yeah. Incantations. Um, but yeah. I think it was the first adventure. Yeah. Incantations. Um, but, uh, I knew I wanted the, the collab to be for bastards um and initially it was going to be a funnel adventure called in the court of a Crim the crimson king uh which uh, was originally for helm but i scrapped it because it was just a bit too gonzo for helm um and then i don't know i think i was working on stuff for my home group um like i think i was converting uh keep on the borderlands to bastards and I was just showing notes to Matt, and I think it just clicked with the two of us. Like, oh, we should, we should probably do something like this for our collab. Yeah, it was. It came out of nowhere. It was in the middle of that, uh, the bastards jam, uh, and we were all like, I don't know, John. You were putting out like one or two a week. I was putting out one or two a week. Yeah, you both like... put out a lot for that jam. I do remember watching yeah. like both of y'all oh, kind of just like shell stuff out for it. Yeah. And it was it was just like I think you posted a picture to Twitter of the cover of uh what is it, Dungeons of Dread? Uh and, and you'd like written in with pen, bastardized, and I was like, that is so savage. Like we should just do those. Yes. Yep, yes. Right here. And up. uh and so yeah, the I guess the rest is kind of history. Uh John hit me up. I said, Oh, that's cool. Uh Tomb of Horrors has that that head with the mouth and the horns. Let me see if I can throw something together with some public domain art. Created this little cover right here and was like, this is cool. Can we do something like this? And and I think initially we were just going to do the one. And then you're like, well, I'm kind of working on the other three. And I was like, let's do all three. I'll, and so I threw a bunch of covers at you. You threw some maps my way. And yeah, it kind of spiraled from there. Sp spiraled upward, right? Because it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, um, I'm obviously super stoked for it i i think the art and the covers is like the cover yeah. so fantastic slaps um, slaps real hard it, yeah. it really is a great way to pull people in real quickly you're like look how clean this cover art looks 
So, yeah. um, what what made you guys specifically want to do like S1, S2, S3, and S4 for this like batch here? Because you you've done some other of the the classics already, but why these four specifically for this project? Um, I don't know, Matt. Was there really any like question? So yeah, so to be honest, um, before John showed me the cover of that Dungeons of Dread or, or, or the inside cover where he'd written it, um, I'm that guy who didn't actually know what S2, S3, and S4, that they even existed. Um, I, I'd seen Tomb of Horrors, but again, I had only ever seen the 5e conversion. Um, and so I like got it and read it and was like, this is super sick. And, and John had suggested... Uh, doing those four and then like after i read um white plume mountain i was like this is the coolest thing ever who puts a room with like a floating water that goes around and you have to kayak through rooms of a dungeon but only to get ambushed and then escape uh, i was like yes i i want this in every game um so yeah there wasn't a question whether or not we should do those i think it was just like yes these these are the ones gotcha. yeah there there's a reason that they're like iconic and they've the like classics. Yeah. The classics. And, and you know, it's like they were the first ones to do it. Like they were the original, the OGs, like Tomb of Horrors was the first death trap dungeon, I believe. Um, but there is a reason that they've stuck, stuck around there. Yeah. They've got this mystique about them, you know, like people hear about Tomb of Horrors and they like get this like thousand yard stare on their face you know because they they know <laughs> oh god yeah. <laughs> having their nom style flashbacks to two yeah, wars exactly <laughs> yeah. but you know it was such a good idea too because you know the other thing with with what you're doing with with the bastardized classics um is making different varieties of each of the the zines that are coming out for it. So like Baldudum is a funnel, Peak of Woe is an adventure, I think Veil vale Stars is an adventure, Cave of Fiends is a hex crawl that's coming out for it. So you're doing a lot of different styles of play for each different one. And a f like turning Vault of Doom into a funnel is such a good like just an amazing idea. When I first saw yeah. that I was like, oh that's literally fucking peanut butter and jelly. Like that's exactly what it should be. What made you guys did you guys actively choose to be like, okay, well we want to do a funnel, an adventure, a hex crawl, a setting piece, like we want to split up the variety, or did it just like these are the ones we want to do and this is what it feels like it should be turned into? John, take it away. Like from my end, it just felt like it was it naturally flowed that way. But but John was the one who came up with with, with this part of it. Uh, it was mostly, uh, I guess, it was mostly um, just wanting to cover all of our bases, you know, because we were already making Vault of Doom a funnel, so that's a type of adventure. And then um, White Plume Mountain is its own contained dungeon. So, yeah, that's an adventure, too. But, like, Expedition to the Barrier Peaks and the Lost Caverns of Sochkant are so massive that I could not rightly call them just adventures by themselves. Um, I think Expedition to the Barrier Peaks involves, like, six dungeon levels that are all like multiple miles wide you know um so like that's just a setting right there yeah that that's yeah. that's like a countryside and then uh lost Caver caverns of sochkanth i thought about it and was like it would be a lot easier just to make this a hex crawl personally um so it it was a no-brainer for me at least yeah yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, so you guys already reimagined a couple of these. I think we touched on them a little bit. There is the, um, I just got in the mail, I think yesterday from Spirit Witch, um, in pursuit of what is hidden, um, which is the B1. Yeah, there we go. Um, and then you also already did um, uh, Bastion on the Frontier. So in pursuit, is that, that is a uh, 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 Man of Ramp Map production, right? Is that, yeah, that's yeah. all Matt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all Matt. I think I was sitting in the office one day, and I, I 
just was like sketching on a map. I, I texted it to John and was like, hey, I think I'm going to try and do B1. And I don't know, it was like three or four days and I, I slapped a map together and then uh, was inspired by both Micah and John, the way they write. And so like evocative and concise, I was like, I'm going to try that. Um, and it, it took a lot of headbanging because um, I'm not a good writer at all. Um, or at least this was a good practice that is helping me grow. Um, but I think it turned out. Yeah, it's great. I, you know, it fit right in on the shelf with all the rest of the little books. Um, <laughs> cover is fantastic. Um, but, uh, but Bastion on the Frontier, is that the first? Because the cover says Davis, Anderson, Morris, and Dom, I'm going to say it wrong. Damachino? Damachino? Damasino? I don't know. Yeah. There Never heard it said uh, out loud. Yeah, Alex yeah. is cool. That's what I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, was that uh, was that the first time that you guys actually put something out together as like a, a, what will eventually be the, like the Morrison Davis classics? That's the one that kind of like triggered it going forward. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think John, you sent me a picture of the map that you had done, which is a beautiful layout in there. Um, and I was like, oh, that's sick. I'm going to do it for my home game too. And then I remembered Alex had put out when when he did Beyond the Borderlands, he put out like a little pocket mod for free on his itch page um, that was like a two-sentence description of each room. And I was like, oh, that's perfect for a A6 size zine. So I, I reached out to him. He'd done some work with me before on Mouse Raider. And I was like, hey, can we borrow this and change the stats just a little bit? And he's like, free reign, take it. You don't need to credit me. And I was like, well, that's crazy. I'm going to credit you. Um and so, and then Micah, Micah had written something for the jam. Uh, it was Brigand's Rest, I think. Um, and it felt like it fit in the, in the little region. So I, I reached out to Micah and said, hey, could we just like reproduce this in there? Uh, and Micah was like, go for it. And so then, uh, I don't know. I think, I think I started it December 23rd. My in-laws got in on December 24th. And I think we finished... And I put it up on itch on like December 27th. It was my little Christmas break uh, project in the free time. <laughs> nice. There you go. But it was uh, the yeah, map. Yeah. It was the map that did it all. I, I wouldn't have go. even thought about doing it without the map. Yeah, it was almost a proof of concept, more or less. Because I think we had already started uh, like the bastardized yeah. classics had already like formed in our minds by that point. Yeah. And this is almost like, okay, let's, let's maybe put this out and see if people actually like latch onto it. And, uh, you know, it seems that like people, uh, really enjoy it. So that's yeah, good. Uh, it's sold out at Spearwitch like in a couple hours and Jared, uh, just received a package today with 30 more copies. Uh, so I don't know when they're going live on Spearwitch, but there will be more copies available. Yeah, I think they're, uh, it's the month of right bastards now. every month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. What were you saying? Uh, we, I, nothing. Uh, I said I think it might be up right now on Spirit, but oh, I could be wrong. Um, so I have a I have a tangential question. Um, because the first time I ever saw this term um tweeted was actually by John. Um, ASR, the after school, uh, was it Renaissance or Revolution? I can't remember what it was. Think but I, I think the R is interchangeable personally. Yeah. So <laughs> the rebellion. No. So uh so the after school rebellion, the after school uh renaissance revolution. So like how is that what is the distinction between that and like OSR NSR? Uh you know, I think everyone has their own take on it. Um, but I think, you know it's rules light but not trying to couch it in this like well-meaning like like i i totally get why the nsr is a thing i totally understand but they kind of like have their noses upturned at like osr as a term you know it's like, oh, we're better because we're the NSR. We're the cool kids. And, like, I think AR is a reaction to that, personally, because um, they're pretty interchangeable as far as, far as their design ethoses go. Um, you know, rules light, 
games. Um, yeah, like like Micah said in chat, at least the ASR's motto is "I believe in you." Like it, it <laughs> trusts it trusts the reader to take what is given and make something out of it. We we don't need like pages upon pages like in paragraphs explaining to you how you're supposed to use these rules. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I, I thought about it. I think is it Chris from Loot the Room had wrote a. Um a blog post on it. Um, and I, I hadn't even read that. I just heard John use it. I think I heard Micah use it. And I was like, yeah, that's and what it like brought to mind to me was like, if I was 14 going to school and I was waiting for the bus, I want something that I could just whip out of my pocket and like, Hey, let's roll up a character in 30 seconds and let's play an adventure before the bus gets here. And if we ride the same bus, we're rolling dice on the leather seats of the bus. And uh, so, so to me, it was just like something that, I could imagine the kids from that TV show Recess, um, like just pull like a tiny little magazine out of their pocket and be like, we're playing D&D, but it's not 30 books and giant table with miniatures. So I don't know. That's just what my mind had. Cool. Very yeah. respectable. Yeah, I was gonna say I think uh the first the fr I think the first time I saw it was actually Chris from Luther Room. I think they even have it on like a t shirt or something too. But you know, I I like the ethos behind it. You know, we we've talked about it sometimes a little bit with the OSR and the NSR. I don't know if we've talked about it a ton on stream, um, but I've talked to people that have created stuff for both and it's like I mean the OSR had a very like um I feel like it had a very good purpose and meaning when it came out, but there's this like weird dichotomy where it's like it's not really OSR if it's not just a BX like, you know, remake or something. And then there's other people that are like, well, it's OSR, but it's just, you know, modernized rule sets. And NSR is just like we're like the OSR, but without like the white supremacy. And then, um, <laughs> you know, the then we have the ASR. So who gives like it's whatever, whatever people want to call stuff in the future. It'll be interesting when ttrpg people in the future talk about the past and stuff you know the post 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 pbtas and osrs and nsrs and like all the rest of the stuff on what they actually talk about for this era um regardless so i i think i think that what i find a lot of the core ethos of all of the r's tends to be is that um 5e does not do a good way of writing adventures or playing games so a lot of people wanted to go back to like here's more of i think it's more of that like i believe in you thing or just like here yeah. like here's a world do stuff in it not the world revolves around you is kind of where i find the core to be the world's not balanced to you you exist in a world that turns without you um yeah. so whatever people want to call that that's how it that's how it kind of feels to me i don't know if it feels the same to you guys for sure, and I will just say this: that post OSR, the POSR, that's that's the posers. That's posers, what they are. Ah, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> we're, we're, we're living it now. So yeah, there you yeah. go. Sorry. Uh, OSR is now. Our time yeah. is now. <laughs> it's our time down here. Yeah, it's their time. It's up our there. time down here. <laughs> See, the Goonies. The Goonies lived the ASR aesthetic. That, I mean, that was yeah, the. It's the most ASR thing ever. Yes. Okay, so, yes. Listen, the Bash Eyes classics, obviously, already a smash hit that we're all in love with, and you're darlings of the indie ASR, NSR, OSR community. Like future forward looking like what what are you guys doing what are you guys doing next like are you going to continue on this like exploration of like bastards and like bastard supplements or like do you have other things coming out for your own like favorite systems i mean you know john you have helm um and matt you you have everything apparently you know just, <laughs> you just, you just like make in uh content for everything like what do y'all like see yourself doing forward looking well, I've got I've got a huge. We did a, a mouse ritter jam. I think it was back last year in May, and we put together a mega dungeon that's got like three hundred something rooms in it. Um, and I we just slapped everyone's PDF. I gave like a PDF template. We slapped them all together. It looked really good. Um, and there was like some movement of people like, "Hey, are we going to publish this? Print this?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's a huge document." Um, but I talked with. Tony uh, from Plus One EXP, and we've kind of worked out something. We're going to do a B5 size book. Uh, reached out to Bruno Prosacco from Brazil. He's doing the the cover artwork. Um, 
shoot, there's a bunch of artists that have worked on some Mouse Rider stuff with me that are going to do art. And then I asked all the people who submitted to the jam, hey, send me all just like your plain text. I'll format it all so it looks like it's the same document. I think it's going to be like a 200-page Mouse Rider dungeon that could literally, um, with the amount of rooms, you could run probably two or three generations of mice through it before you got to the end of it. So it could be an entire four to five year long campaign in just one dungeon. Um, so that's, that's going to be first part of, uh, end of spring, first part of summer, but I'm planning to probably put out a bastards thing once a month as, as long as I can. Hell yeah. Cool. I look forward to being inundated with bastards content. Uh, what about you, John? Uh, yeah, uh, same thing. Gonna still be putting out bastard stuff. Uh, I, I don't know about you, Matt, but I have my eye on, uh, Ravenloft next. After I, do an, I, I think I'm going to do Isle of Dread, so maybe we'll do Bastardized Classic 2.0. Ravenloft Isle sick, of Dread, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, and then, you know, I'm, I'm actually uh, uh, going hard um, on uh, We Deal in Lead uh, after we're done with oh, the Bastardized yeah. Classics. Yeah, uh, like, I don't know, that that's one game that I'm looking at that's just like, man, this really needs some content. Yeah. Like, yeah. like hard. Such a good game. Small little plug, um, I made a thing called We Deal in Pips, and it's a Mouse Ritter uh, We Deal in Lead crossover. So you can be a mouse that goes through the void into like the Wild West, or you can be a gunslinger that ends up on another world that's like a mouse-sized world. So uh, that's up on itch for free. That's what's up. That's oh, these are good. Do you have like, don't, you guys just don't <laughs> stop. Um, <laughs> I uh, I did want to ask a little bit about the Bastard stuff too, and about the Bastard's classic. You know, one of the things we do judge here, or or rate, or whatever review on the show is the art and style of of zines. So, um, with that, you have um, great artists associated with the project. You have Hodag. Um, what? Uh, how did? Did you just reach out and be like, hey? We, like your stuff is like the perfect vibe for what we're doing. We'd love to do some pieces or, or what, uh, what got him, uh, or Maybe. them tied onto the project with you? Uh, you know, uh, I guess I'll talk, I'm the one communicating with Hodag and uh, like I had, um, worked with them previously a couple times, uh, done a couple classes for OSC that used, uh, Hodag's art and, um, they're just a joy to work with. Like, absolutely. Like, Hodag, say what you will about them. They're not in it for the money. Like, really, they they're just happy to have their artwork featured, um, in something. And I'm happy to like pay them whatever they ask for their art because it just kicks so much ass. Like every time, like that aesthetic of theirs, like I thought fit perfectly with the uh with the bastardized class, especially Vault of Doom. Like they yeah. killed it with those spreads oh yeah, yeah it, it's amazing yeah. yeah 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 um and uh kind of stick with the art theme here a little bit too you know uh we all we all love bastards you know uh we're playing betrachian here on on the stream you know hunter has a bastards group you guys have put out one or two things for it um but to just to to kind of dig a little deeper into why why bastards like when you guys first started playing it um you know is it the system mostly that grabbed you into bastards because it's light and modern and stuff like that or why specifically were you like fuck this is such a good game i really want to pick it up and and write content for it i i think for me uh the simple dungeon a simple dungeon i saw that i was like that's cool i didn't even know bastards was a thing when i saw that dungeon so i downloaded it it just kind of sat i was like i need a quick little one-shot dungeon i ran it and it was like for bastards i was like i don't know what that is so I found Bastards. I thought it was sick, um, but I was I was so steeped. It, I mean, I think my Mouse Ritter campaign just finished up uh, 72 sessions, uh, and we switched to Bastards. But I'd written the majority of the Bastards stuff I've published before ever even playing Bastards. Um, and so like now that I've played it, some of them I'm like, oh, man, I used way too many D8s. We don't use those in Bastards. Um, but uh, no, I think it was how... Micah has such an aesthetic about them. Like, like it's so clean. It's so concise for whatever reason. It just spoke to me. It was like, this is what I want. Um, and so I think it was the, the random adventure generator 
uh, jam uh, that the that Loot the Room did. And so I, I did a Blade in the Burning Peak. It's like a little six-page dungeon. Um, but I was like, I really like this style. And then John was, was putting out a sea of glass. And I was like, I want to try and come back to this. But then shelved it. And then Micah put the jam out. And I was like, now's the time. I got to catch up to John because I think John posted like three or four things right away. You were doing the manor, the manor. And uh, oh, yeah, the manor. I was like, this is so cool. Um, and then you were posting screenshots of your layout. I was like, gosh, darn it. I want to do that. Um, yeah. Coming back to the manor, the manor has not been abandoned. <laughs> it's yes. been a while for an update. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Bastards is. I think what I thought D&D before ever playing D&D. Yes. Like, I've talked about this story before. My first introduction to what role-playing games were was the episode of Dexterbatory where they're playing, like, the weird, like, amalgam of D&D, you know? Um, and I don't know, it's just this, like this weird esoteric like enigma of a game where you have to figure out how it works as you're playing it. Um, I, I love that. I love a game. That's a puzzle. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, like the best thing about bastards is just like in the moment, you're like, okay, well this is just how this is going to work. We're deciding right now. It's like, we, I mean, we just talked about this. Like, well, I didn't even know if that was on stream before, but Mike is like, yeah, I don't know. Let's just go ahead and house rule. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Cause yeah. What, what was it? One of my players, like they were like, they fought an owl bear and they were just like, I, do, are there any eggs? I want an owl bear egg. And I'm just like, <laughs> Oh, I don't know spend all of your points of luck i guess for there to be an owlbear egg and that's so cool one. they found one and they're trying to like figure out how they're trying to find information about how to like have a pet owlbear and i'm just like oh shit i'm gonna have to figure out that's so like, cool how to mechanically do this it's fun like as a, it gives you the chance as a gm to play the game as much as like they're playing the game like i play like dude i run so many like run so many games through so many years and i've played more playing bastards than i think i have in like most systems over time yep that's Absolutely. that's the thing that i think really made me switch over <laughs> from 5e was uh i i love world building i love like imagining like tolkien is my hero uh when it like the Silmarillion, i read it once a year because i'm just weird um I respect but, that. uh what i loved about mouse ritter was i was like i'm not even gonna prep like i've got the idea of the world but as the game master like everything is random tables and so like for me i get just as ex like as much excitement as the players because i'm like I don't know what's going to happen. Let's find out. <laughs> Roll the dice. And, and and when that happens, like, I think, Micah, when they were on stream, uh, episode two of Betraking Swamps, you, you, you said it was like, oh, I don't have a fortress in this hex. Keep talking. I'm going to roll one up real quick. I was like, <laughs> that is the epitome of amazing Game Master. And also, that's the game I want to play. Because I love to be a player, but I love to also facilitate. Um, and so, yeah, I think Bastards does that so perfectly. Yeah, you fucking hear that, Micah? We love you. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Micah. <laughs> kiss, kiss you on the mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know that's the thing. The, the system wise, it's just a great clean system. Exactly, you guys are talking about, but layout wise, you know, because the first, um, uh, the first thing I really saw that was additional content because Thrift of Man Travis did an amazing book too. But a Tower Darkly blew me away. First of all, the the green and and purple together was just like super evocative. But a simple dungeon when I first pulled that out too, like it's such a fucking awesome layout. And then the way that like the the little hexes and things are like it just it was so good. And then when you see something like a Tower Darkly, um, uh capture it and then do its own thing with it and then now there's like plethora of things that went with it you know i i'm it's really interesting i'm curious if um if the layout was different if it was just like 
black and white text and like columns and stuff like that if as much stuff like if if we would have the bastardized classics or something like that because the the layout itself is so evocative and it's so uh much his style it's just it's just interesting to think about sometimes how much not only the the style of the game but the game itself has influenced the people that are creating content for it so yeah it it's interesting that you say that because I I'm, I was pretty active uh, and still am pretty active in the in the Karen Discord. Uh, Yohai is super cool. Like when I first got into to doing stuff for Mousefritter, like Yohai reached out and was like, "Hey, I can help you edit a couple things." I was like, "That's super cool." Like in my mind, I was like, "You're the creator of Karen, and you're reaching out to me." I was like, "Whoa!" Uh, and and so like Yohai and I've gone back and forth a whole bunch. Uh, and in that um, Discord, like, there's Karen conversions for a bunch of classics, and I really wanted to do it, but I just, I felt, and I love Karen, and like, I will always love Karen, but it was so hard for me because I wanted it to be perfect. Um, and, and and I think Bastards lets you not let it, like, it doesn't have to be perfect because you just do it. Um, and and I, so I feel like I have more freedom with Bastards than I did with Karen. And then playing it, I was like, yeah, no, no joke. I'm just going to do this forever now. Hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm not going to get into 5th edition and why it sucks, but I really like, you know, I, I actually You're started with 5e. No. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, first episode ever. <laughs> I actually no, have already, my... Yeah. I'm in a fifth edition game directly following this stream. Uh, <laughs> I still play it. I don't run it. I still play it. I have a great time with my friends. Here's, but. Here, here's, here's the thing. I, I had a similar somewhat, I guess, um, transition as you have done. Um, and it's good to hear someone who decided to try something different and then latch on and be like, wow, like I, I just like, you know, whether, you know, it's fine if people still like fifth edition it's fine. Um, do your thing. But it's nice that, you know, I started with 5e. I went super hard on it. And then I just, for the same reasons, was just like, I just want to, like, this is not scratching the itch for me anymore. Like, I want to do something a little bit different. Um, and uh, for for you to, to say the same thing, kind of, where you're just like, you know, I was running it, but I wanted this. Then you found Mouser. Then you found Bastards. It's nice when you actually, because so much of the, the the discourse out there is play another game. Um, and uh, it's nice when you actually meet someone who not only has played another game, but like has latched on to these other games and created so much amazing content for it. Do you feel like you're starting with fifth edition and being introduced to this system that is so polar opposite to so much of you do now. Like, do you feel like that made you latch on more to things like master and bastards and change it? Or was it more just like trying to fill like the holes and gaps if Ivy wasn't really like giving you anymore? I think for me, it was not so much the filling in the gaps. I just really wanted to world build. And I felt like Ivy put me in such a box that I had to be like, okay, there's, there's some sort of system for how to like test the dirt to see if I like, I was just like, why are there so many formulas and systems and everything? And, uh, and so when I found something that was like, no, random is cool. Um, yeah, that, that, that was the breakaway for me. I didn't, I, I wasn't told by the overlord, you have to do it this way. Um, and I, I, I think dungeon craft, the YouTube channel was always like, you shouldn't have to roll a dice to see if you can hit someone with a mutton leg. I mean, <laughs> or, or have the bar, like, like, like the bartender brawler feet or whatever. I'm just like, what is all this stuff? Uh, um, I just want to play. I don't want to like study. Yeah. You want the rules yeah. to get out of the way of you having fun. Um, yeah. Which like, yeah, I mean, there's like several games that I played over time where like they were really trying to achieve that concept. Um, like early, like years and years ago, I think I'm thinking of like Cypher System, um, which was Monty Cook which is way less rules than D&D and very much tries to get out of your way. And it's funny, like, from 5e, I went to Cypher, and then from Cypher, I found my way into, like, kind of the OSR, um, NSR, ASR, uh, PBPTA uh, scene. Um, and, yeah, I think that's, like, Bastards is such a great, like, yeah, you fucking just figure it out. It's fine. Like, you don't have to know. You don't have to go in knowing. Like, it can be, this can be a completely random experience and, like, yeah, you can fucking decide you're gonna roll up a fortress <laughs> that we don't even get to in the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, and hey, we we glimpsed we glimpsed it. We saw it. You know that that's the thing too. It's just like you know five e. Um, there's a whole page in the beginning that says 
these are just rules do whatever you want but then has like 200 pages of like very specific rules yeah, and someone on exactly. twitter telling you exactly how to run it all the time you know and like the way a game is written um is it's kind of like do as i say not as i do you know what i mean like the way a game is written is going to encourage the way that the game is going to be played, regardless of if you put like a one line disclaimer in the beginning. Right. So like no matter how much you say, oh, just do whatever you want in fifth edition, it's still going to be fifth edition or cypher or whatever the game is, yeah. you know, and, and there's a lot of OSR games that are that try to like get out of the way. But one of the things I really love most about Bastards is that there is that disclaimer, like do whatever you want. I believe in you. But the rules just get out of the way to the point where like we've talked about it, Mike literally just be like i don't remember just do this like it doesn't matter like you know there is enough of a structure there that it whatever you decide to do you can just keep moving forward and games that like that are like that are it's at least where i'm at you know in my tabletop stuff i don't want to sit and read a 600 page book i will for the stream i'm not gonna run it you know so bastards feels like oh, the whoa, perfect whoa, whoa. we game. don't read 600 page books on the stream <laughs> we move all past that we're hey, never going like, back we got one or two we got to like kind of flip through but but but, but yeah but Probably. like you know that's i mean and that's what it kind of feels like the consensus here on, on monster group is is exactly a, a, a system that gets out of the way um and and a style that really like um encourages this amazing content that you guys are doing so it's 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 absolutely fantastic to see i'm really excited for what goes forward i hope there's more davis and morris stuff and you know and vault of doom was the is out right now you know it's itch funding right now um is there when is there is that gonna is there a chance it's getting into yeah so uh the order was placed earlier this week uh for a print run um and jared at Spearwitch has already told me how many they want um and we're expecting it to sell out um and so yeah hopefully soon i think it ships from mixum's warehouse on the 23rd so that's this week um and so yeah that's pretty cool and uh it it should be arriving pretty close to the time my brother-in-law does some din uh some dungeon synth uh in his free time and uh he is gonna be sending me audio files uh of an accompanying soundtrack to go along the game uh specifically tailored to vault of doom one that's going to be tailored to Vault of uh, or, or, or Peak of Woe, and then in the future, uh, Veil of Stars and Cave of Fiends. So there's going to be a whole playlist. I think Micah put it on the the Bastards page. This game is meant to be played with this kind of music, um, and so we've got custom uh, Davis and Morris themed dungeon synth. Fuck yeah! Sick. Is there uh, is there any possibility sometime in the future of 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 you know maybe some tapes that I can keep collecting for a, a tape player I don't have yet? Ooh, yeah. that would be cool. Uh, John and I kind of tossed the idea around about in the summer, maybe like doing a deluxe release of all four of them. My other brother-in-law is currently he just I, I wish I had the pictures to show you guys. It's in the mail right now, but it is a dungeon master screen for bastards um but it is hollowed so that when it folds it'll hold um it'll hold a total of i think 14 a6 about this size uh in it um it clasps and everything um and so maybe have him make a box and get some cassettes we could do something kind of cool no promises but uh the content oh, wall. So you know, like yeah, you're the... talking. You're talking now to the two people that like would actually just be guaranteed to buy it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. You know, if that ever becomes I mean, a thing. well, if if one shows up on your doorstep, just you never know. We might just say, yeah. "Hey, we love you guys." There you go. <laughs> I would. Oh, be... we appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, listen, I, again, I can't tell you how excited I am for this. Every aspect of it. I mean, you guys just make amazing content. John, you've come on the show and killed us. Um, I'm never going to not say that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Helm is amazing. Uh, all the stuff that you've created, you know, it, it's just um, it's really awesome to um, in this space, find a creator who makes amazing stuff, get to meet that creator and find out they're just as much of an amazing person and then just be able to be a fan of a friend for a long time. And that's one of my favorite things about this show that we found. Um, and, you know, Matt, this is our first time meeting you, but you seem like an awesome guy. You yeah. know, I got a bunch of stuff. I'm super excited to, to get more of it going forward. 
So well, hey, if you ever want to play a mouse that gets killed by a blue jay, I know a guy yes. who runs Mouse Ritter. Yeah, yeah we definitely. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually 100 yeah. do want to do that. I still have never played Mouse Ritter. Um, Same. And I grew yeah. up reading the Redwall series, so yes, I'm like. I'm like, yeah, yes. I'm fucking listen, I'm super down to be a mouse. Um, All right. It's going to yeah, happen. Kind of I, I hope that you both keep working together because I'm so far enjoying the content you guys are like. I think it's a very great yeah. team up. But I would love to see you guys make some make something for Helm. Um, yeah. Because Ooh. I really do like Helm. Um, and I think it's like a really interesting combat system that I would love to revisit. Um, yeah. I, Helm Helm will come back with a vengeance. I I, I swear it and it you know if matt's down i'm down so yeah. oh yeah oh yeah that would be fun yeah be a little more we'll gritty to... a little more you know realism you know so you'll have to uh come back on and we'll have to try to survive this time and 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 see what happens you know it's interesting too because you know after you killed us um in uh 17th century <laughs> minimalist I uh we had to go review 17th century minimalist <laughs> so you know that triggered uh that triggered that episode which was really really fun it's a great little system I'm glad that you uh I hadn't even heard of it until you introduced us to the the adventure packs for um for that and then of course I had to go try to find a very expensive copy somewhere and now I own it so you know thanks oh you again. found you finally found it oh yeah I did yeah, dude I've been uh, searching Andre is so cool. Like, like, like the dudes at Games Omnivorous. Uh, that that game is awesome, and I've never been able to find a copy. It's yeah. always oh, sold listen. Out. If there is a single one in the world that is for sale, Ryan will find it. So, yeah. did you get yeah. the uh, adventure collection along with it? Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. folder and everything. Oh, it's so yeah. pretty. It's great, yeah. So you know that was that was you know one of the great things to come out of Helm, except besides you know RTPK, which it was amazing. I can't I can't even yeah. like that was such a fun experience to get just absolutely get our ass kicked. Um, and the system itself was so much fun to run. Like I want to play it again, even just for just like not I'll, I will succeed this time, you know, kind of thing. So it's it's uh. It's great, you know. I again, I mean, we've said it a bunch now. Like, so excited for both of you guys' content to to keep coming out and keep dropping, and and very uh, very stoked to to play it. Both of you guys are open invite anytime you fucking want to come on and run anything. So you know, just uh, shoot us a message. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I'd be more than happy to. Be awesome. If if John runs Vault of Doom, can I get killed in it? Can I come on and just play as a bastard that dies? Oh, Absolutely. I'll, yeah. yeah. I'll just make you an NPC and ensure that you're killed. There nice. You yeah. Nice. No, we could figure something. We'll 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 switch it up to like a, a four player one and John can just murder four people this time instead of three. So nice. Sick. No, I, uh, highest uh highest kill count on the stream right now is John Davis. So we'll just continue. I know. To, I'm, like, I, you know it's crazy out. with how absolutely suicidal I play every tabletop game ever that no one's been as successful yet. I'm like, man, wait, we, we I went after a vampire <laughs> with my bare hands, you know? Oh, it's well, it's I mean funny I defeated because... it with the rock, so yeah, it's funny because I'm actually kind of a teddy bear when it comes to my home games. <laughs> I, I, I don't kill people, like period, um, like almost never. And then I guess that was just a fluke or something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I get it. I Listen, I don't kill my players. They kill themselves, you know? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so these are out right now. Obviously, you know, it was it was it. I mean, it's still technically itch funding, right? But you've passed your itch funding goal. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then that's pretty much just going to keep funding like the later bastard stuff, too, right? Like it's all just going to you know, pay itself forward. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I was going to say, yeah, it, it, what it's going to do. We've got more artists that were like, this is super dope. I've got a similar aesthetic. Maybe I could slap a piece in there. Perplex uh, Perplexing Ruins uh, has really like got the bastard itch and uh, yeah. is, is producing stuff and uh, reached out to me. was like, hey, I know you're doing more down the road. Would you be okay if I did something for it? And I was like, yeah. And Hell reached yeah. out to John. John was like, yeah, for sure. Why not? Monster um, Woods in there. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, I'm excited to there. get mine. I know you said you you got yours already, so I assume mine will come yeah. tomorrow. But we'll see. Yeah. But um, but where where can people get this now? Because you said Vault of Doom is coming to Spear Witch. Um, but where can people get the digital copy of that right now? Uh, that is at. Let me pull up the link. 
No creator knows what their itch address it's is. So, it's so, so consistently true. No creator knows their own itch. I had it. I had it right in front of me, and then I switched to a different tab. So now I have to go through <laughs> six pages to get back to it. But um, no, it's uh, civadsanctum.itch.io slash bastardized classics. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, uh, and, and the Civid Sanctum, you know, it's the logo next to me. It's funny because I'm an idiot because, uh, I remember on the first, uh, the first time we had you on the show, I was like, where did Civid Sanctum come from? And it's just like, it's just my last name backwards. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. So, Whoa. Yeah. so did that just did click not, for you too? It just clicked. I was like, what? I'm not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yes. it's it, it like, is it some like cool character from one of your things? Because I think in in the actual true crypt, you reference Sivid the Seer, and I was like, I gotta know more, but I don't know how to ask. It's just your net. Come on, that's awesome. Well, yeah, uh, I do the uh, I do the the classic thing of uh, if you need a wizard, just uh, spell your name backwards. You, you know? bet. I love it. And and then Manorant Matt, I'm a uh, uh, hunter uh, references the beginning of the stream, but I I didn't um really know what what is mana where did mana ramp Matt come from? Yeah, you know I I used to play Magic the Gathering, um and I I really love it. Um, kind of stopped playing it when COVID hit. Um, but I was making proxies for Commander in like Cube, which are just two different formats for for. Um, Magic the Gathering, and my friends were like, hey, you need to, like, come up with a name. And I was like, I play green cards. They mana ramp. I'm mana ramp Matt Productions. Uh, okay. And then when I did my first uh, RPG thing, I was like, I everyone else has a company name. Uh, I'm going to use that one. It has nothing to do with RPGs. It, it actually is kind of confusing, uh, potentially. Uh, and so I'm getting an overhaul um, uh, currently being worked on. Um, I think nice. Tony... Tony made a post a year or two ago about like rebranding and how important that is. Um, and so I'm, I'm officially rebranding and it's going to be way cool. Cool. But yeah, well, listen, I, listen I used to play magic, the gathering. I, I still do, but I used to as well. Yeah. Uh, so I respect that. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's it, what's up. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so <laughs> we found, uh, <laughs> we all just like, so John, uh, we, on Civit Sanctum here. Um, you can find all the bastard stuff on Spearwitch. Matt, where can we find um, all of your content? Mouse Ritter and Bastards and like all the stuff you've done. Yeah, so I'm on itch at manorampmat.itch.io. Um, I've got all my bastard stuff, all my mouse ritter stuff. Uh did an official adventure for Liminal Horror. Uh it's up there. Um uh, that was a super cool uh little group we got together. Um and also, I think there's a link on my itch to a big bastards bundle um, that you can buy the bundle, get everything John and I have made pretty much for bastards, and also help support uh, Vault of Doom. And so that one, that one exploded, which was cool. Yeah, just get the bundle. It's a much better deal. Like you'll get so much more content, and you'll also be supporting the the bastardized classics. So just yeah. get the bundle. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I got the I, bundle. I, I, I definitely, I had like almost everything, but like I got the bundle anyway because I think because you have like your solo rules and stuff in there too, right? Is that is that in the bundle? Or is yeah. That separate? I, no, I think I I think I added the solo. I can't remember if I added the solo rules to it. I made a dungeon master screen, uh, and it came with like two little supplements. Uh, Micah said, "Yeah, just take the text, slap it in there." I think I put that in there. Um, I should throw the solo rules in there though, if they're not. That they're free on my itch page, um, so I can just add them. But they're in print, and Spearwitch is gonna uh, pick those up in about a week or two. So amazing! I'm I, I I constantly try to save money, and then like every other week, you know, Jared's just like, "Here's another one. Here's another one. Here's another one." I'm like, "Can you just like keep all of them till the end of the month so I can buy four at one time and pay shipping once?" Because I can't not buy it the second I get the email. But you know, here we are. Uh, Here's the wedding recipe book. Into my home. Yeah. yeah. Don't even get me started. Yeah, about the, it's right the, up, it's the right up there book. somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's fantastic. So, um, anyway, guys, it's been so amazing having both you guys on. Seriously, please come back anytime. You know, kill us or not. I, either way, we'd love to see both of you again. Very excited for all of these plasters to drop for the rest of the year. Um, and uh, yeah, really, really appreciate you being here. Thank you yeah. so much. Thanks. Thanks Always for coming a on. Pleasure to be back. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Great to have both of you on.
It's been a lot uh, of fun. So this is the Weekly Scroll Podcast. You can find us at the Adventure Archive or on Twitter at Weekly underscore Scroll. I'm just going to stop talking about the IG until I actually update it. So don't worry about that. <laughs> we have and, an Instagram. Uh, good luck. <laughs> hey, I used to be really good at it. And then the spoons just uh, they, they just fell out of the drawer. So um, so that's us. That's the show. This is Matt Morrison, John Davis with the Bastardized Classics. I'm Ryan. That's Hunter. And we'll see you sometime in the future for something else. Have a wonderful day, everybody. <laughs> Bye.